Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Among Witches. I'm your host Marcus, here to chat yet again about horror movies. So, this has been an interesting week or so since the last episode was recorded. Unlike most, I have not seen a bunch of things since the last movie. But I did watch a couple films, so before we get into today's topic, I'll just mention I rewatched Hairspray. That is the John Waters version, not the 2000s one. Watch it with a friend because she'd never seen it before. And we've been trying to go through like a John Waters, um, you know, watch, basically. And um, we're going backwards from basically his newer movies to his older movies. So right now we're around Hairspray. So I've been having fun with that. Uh, I like that movie quite a bit. Um, my favorite John Waters movie by far, but not a bad one either. Um, then I watched Fatal Exam, which was on the regional horror collection box set thing from Vinegar Syndrome that recently dropped. Um, I When I picked this up, I thought it was Final Exam, but it is not. That's a different movie. So I was in- anticipating something better than what I got, I'll say. Um, I did not like Fatal Exam. But that's why, you know, you don't have to like everything, right? So then I was doing things, and I don't remember why, but the last dive, uh, drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs, which is streaming on Shutter, well, I missed the first movie. I think it was Ginger Snaps. And I was like, dang, because I've always wanted to watch that, and for some reason haven't, and I would have liked to see it, and I can still watch it when it gets uploaded to Shutter. But either way... Um, I was like, okay, well, I missed the first movie, so I'm definitely going to tune in for the second movie, which is, like, showing, quote, live. And the movie was Fried Berry, which I had recently just, like, heard of somewhere, somehow, and was like, what is that? But then didn't think anything of it until it was like, oh, it's, Joe Bob is going to be showing it right now. And I was kind of upset because normally I like the last drive in the show, um, older films, either ones I've seen before or ones I haven't seen before. But I don't usually prefer when they go into new movies. You know, like I saw The Love Witch again just because they were showing it, but it wasn't this one. You know, I've already seen that. I didn't want to see it again. Um, but this was like, okay, well, I guess I haven't seen Friedberry, obviously. And I don't really know anything about it, but I guess I'll just trust Joe Bob and Shudder and just sit here and watch this whole thing. And... You know, I didn't take any notes because I wasn't expecting anything of this movie, but clearly maybe I should have been because it was quite good. I really enjoyed it, and I didn't expect to. Um, So yeah, today's episode is going to be on Fried Berry from 2020. So let's play the trailer, and then we'll go right into talking about it. Are you? 
big one. Wow, you big boy. <sighs> All right, so Fried Berry focuses on a character named Barry. Big surprise, I know. And he is kind of this very striking-looking guy. He seems rather tall, kind of lanky, but also pretty muscular. And um, got a very kind of severe face and stringy hair, balding but long hair, little facial scruff going on. So he really stands out as quite unique-looking guy. And as the movie begins, we sort of meet him as he's kind of like, we get to see his home life, which is that he, you know, lives with this woman, they have a child together, but he is a drug user and an addict, and that is really, you know, driving a wedge in between him and his hopeful, you know, family life, because he is not providing for them in any capacity, you know, instead of spending money on drugs. And this is tough, and he's not really taking care of the child at all. So it's not a good place that Barry's in at the start of the movie. But for whatever reason, as Barry is leaving, you know, storming out of the house after a fight, he is abducted by aliens. And this just happens, and he's, he's in, you get a very sudden, like, very striking visually sequence where in a spaceship and you can't even say for sure like what is happening but it's clearly you know the type of things you might expect aliens to do are going on he's undressed he's naked they're like lasering into his chest cavity they're also probing him in all his holes um <laughs> it is a very memorable sequence and one that i quite liked um, but either way, after that happens, Barry is back on Earth, but he doesn't seem to be the same anymore. And what you kind of discover as you're watching the movie, because it wasn't super clear to me at the very start, but it became clear to me a bit later, is that when Barry is back on Earth at the, after the abduction, he is basically, his body is now controlled by an alien, and his consciousness is still, like, in there, but it's, like, restricted, and maybe he can only kind of watch what's happening, but he cannot control his body anymore. Kind of like a possessor in a way, where the possessor and the possessee are together, but the one is, you know, shouldn't be able to do anything while they're there. But yeah, so as a result of sort of the alien controlling him, Barry no longer speaks really anymore because the alien does not understand English, you know, doesn't understand Earth languages. And also, Barry, like, walks goofily, looks and stares at everything because this is the alien's first time really exploring the planet, right? So everything is a shock and new and strange, and he must stare at it and, you know, try to understand it and try to figure out how to walk and it's a very goofy like not normal walk because he is an alien and trying to figure out how you know human bodies you know move I guess so that is what started you know that's basically the main crux of the whole film is that this alien here is taking over Barry and also that this alien is seemingly also 
potentially addicted to drugs. Well, I wouldn't say it's the alien, but it's Barry's body is addicted to drugs. So the alien takes drugs, takes way too many drugs, and experiences kind of those sensations for the first time. And I find it interesting because you would want, you know, an alien wouldn't have context for why, you know, things are suddenly so different or why there are so many, you know, impulses or, or strange visions or sounds. But I like the idea of that, like an alien getting high <laughs> for the first time, basically. Um, and so he's going, you know, Barry goes to a club and there's like a rave happening. There's party. That's why there's drugs, all this stuff. And, you know, he meets people for whatever reason. Also, when he's an alien, like every woman is attracted to him, like desperately. And that's kind of odd because, you know, as I said, Barry is such a striking looking guy, but in a way that's kind of like scary at times, um, you know, especially when he's giving that like stare and not like, you know, blinking or anything. That's very creepy, I would think. But all the women are suddenly infatuated with him. You know, everyone is, even men, it seems at some point, because he goes to a stall with a guy, then kills him for some reason. Um yeah, you know, he goes home from the club with some lady. They have sex. She teaches the alien how to go woo uh, when they're having sex, which is funny because, you know, the alien doesn't really grasp, I guess, what humans do for how they, you know, have sex or whatever in a way. So he's like, that's why he was like totally stoic and not making any sound at all. So he, now he just goes woo and he does that and that, you know, continues happening throughout the movie, and it's very funny every time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so he's he's kind of just Barry throughout this movie, kind of a stream of consciousness, just a day or a couple of days in the life of this guy who's controlled by an alien and kind of what the alien is going and doing. Um, and it kind of blends together. It's trippy. There's a lot of pulsing music, which I really like, like, you know, electronic music. Um, the soundtrack is by Hazer. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Hazer, but either way, it's quite a good soundtrack, and I think the the music really makes a lot of the scenes for me, because a good soundtrack can really amplify what's happening so much, so, like, honestly, um, like, it reminds me of another drug nightmare movie, Climax, um, but for me, Climax didn't do it for me. Even with the good music, I just couldn't get into it. Versus here, I'm like, yeah, I really am feeling this movie a lot more. Um, so yeah. But in any case, I thought that this kind of just kind of walking around and experiencing just a couple days as this alien is trying to figure out Earth and like maybe even try to leave again was fascinating because Barry gets into all kinds of things like shockingly so has so many experiences in such a short period of time there's one where he gets like pulled into this uh, bar by some you know salesperson and is like okay you're gonna have sex with this prostitute he has sex with her she does not use a condom and apparently that was a bad decision because Alien Barry is able to get her pregnant immediately, and the alien pregnancy, like, starts and completes in a matter of 
a minute, practically. So this woman, you know, she, just after they finish having sex, be, is suddenly pregnant. Her, you know, her stomach is suddenly, you know, expanded because she has a little being inside her. And then, you know, a few seconds later, she gives birth to this being. And it looks just kind of like a human baby. But either way, she gives birth, like, within a minute. And it's like, whoa, what even happened here? Okay, clearly, Alien Barry has some special powers going on. And if anyone else wants to have sex with him ever again, hope, well, hopefully they are, are not going to do it that way. <laughs> or they're also going to suddenly give birth. So I was like, okay, okay, that's interesting. And throughout the rest of the movie, I don't think he impregnates anyone else because everyone else is using condoms because they're intelligent. Um, you know, he goes back to his wife. He has some woo with her, woo woo. And, um, but then at some point he gets in trouble in a couple cases. Um, one is because he's coming off the drugs. He's, he's having effects of that. And uh, his girlfriend or whoever is going to take him to the hospital, but he runs out of the car, kind of disappears, and is just kind of out there on the street. And that's, you know, he gets in trouble in multiple t- instances, you know, another time where he's just wandering around and he's in the wrong neighborhood, so some people just beat him up. At some, And because it's like all these things are just kind of happening and going and going, it's like I don't even remember what order and what sequence some of these things happen. It's just like they were happening, and I was just along for the ride just experiencing the whole thing um, along with Barry. So alongside that, at some point, he gets arrested because he goes... Well, first he gets... Okay, here's the sequence. He gets captured by a pedophile for some reason and is doing experiments on him. Barry kills the pedophile with a chainsaw and then, like, frees all the captured children but when the police come, they think he's the pedophile, even though there was, like, a one girl there who was, like, I don't know, 12 or so, and knows that he saved them all. I don't know why she didn't vouch for him or what. But either way, he ends up, you know, getting taken in for, I guess, murder and pedophilia or something. And But he does not speak. Barry does not speak because, of course, he doesn't understand English. Only a few instances does he actually speak, and it seems like to just be repeating what he's hearing, not necessarily understanding. So as a result of that, it's like, okay, they take him to a, I guess, mental institution because they can't figure out anything about him, and they think he's clearly, quote, fried from, you know, drug use. His brain is fried. So they send him there. He meets up with some people in the institution who are you know, are in the midst of having an escape plan. So they escape. Well, they don't escape. They help Barry to escape, but they don't get out themselves. So Barry gets out. And around here, things start to get weird. Barry runs into the prostitute who he impregnated, and her child is like, looks exactly like Barry. He just has a little kid voice. So it's like, okay, the alien's reproduction is to make another being exactly the same as the original being, kind of, I guess, because it's literally Barry. Um, so it's like, okay, that's odd, but sure. And um, when he's with her, he suddenly collapses, and it seems like something you know bad has happened to him. So she takes him to the hospital. 
Somehow his girlfriend finds out that he's also in the hospital and goes at the same time. And they're both there in, in time to see Barry pronounced dead by the doctors despite their best efforts. And it's a sad moment before Barry's body just sits up underneath the uh, tarp there. And, um, but it seems it's only the alien who's inhabiting the body. And using his alien powers, he's able to kind of mentally tell both women, I need to go back home to my, like, alien planet or whatever. So they help to take him outside, you know, escape the hospital and go back. And then the movie basically ends with the two women being like, hey, uh, how about a drink? And um, I think at that point, the girlfriend is implied that the girlfriend meets the Barry baby. And, you know, the movie can go from wherever, from there. Um, just like a bit of humor at the end. So I thought it was a very unexpected film. Joe Bob called it experimental. And I don't feel like it's super, super experimental. Like it doesn't feel so avant-garde or anything because there is a beginning, middle, and end. There is a storyline that makes sense. Just kind of the way it plays out is perhaps less structured than most movies would put it as, which is, I think, fine. And, you know, it's certainly very odd. There's a lot of gore effects at times. Very strange things that occur, of course, like a sudden and immediate pregnancy and childbirth. But it's not that. I wouldn't say it's so outlandish that you can't grasp it. Um, but a lot of people, it seems, do have a very strong opinion on this movie, either one way or the other. They like it a lot. Or they absolutely hate it. And fortunately, I'm on the side that likes it a lot. Um, I don't feel like it's going to become a cult classic or anything. Because a lot of people have been saying that. And I feel like that's too easy to just say that about any movie. Um, it takes time to develop a cult status, I would say. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe things are different now on the internet. I don't know. But either way, I don't necessarily think it is the kind of movie that people are going to be talking about a lot in 20 and 30 years. But... I don't know either. Maybe they would. Um, I just like it now in 2021. I thought it was fun. This movie specifically was based off of a short film also made by the director Ryan Kruger. Um, that short film was very well liked. It seemed it received a lot of rewards anyway. So they ended up making this full movie. And some tidbits I learned from Joe Bob is apparently the most of it, there was no script for the most part. And people just improvised when they were doing the scenes, which I'm going to say I didn't really notice. So that's a good sign. You know, I didn't feel like it was too annoying or weird. Um, you know, like there was too much meandering. There were sometimes people would talk a lot, but for the most part, it seemed fine. It didn't feel like it was something thrown together last minute or anything. I do feel some sequences were maybe not necessary. I don't know that I understand or grasp why Barry getting captured by a pedophile was there at all. I don't really see why that was important, except to show that I guess Barry is a good guy because he saved the children and he smiles at them and protects them. I don't know, but I didn't really care for that or what follows, which is the police coming and then the mental institution. I really, I, if it were me, I might have edited those out or made them much or at least one part of the sequence, but I don't know. That's just me. It just seemed kind of unnecessary, but whatever. It was fine. I like the movie regardless, even with those sequences, you know, intact. 
Um, this movie specifically, it appears, is currently only streaming via Shutter, so that's going to be where you need to check it out if you want to see it. I don't know if it's in any theaters or if it's like on Blu-ray. I know some, certainly some Shutter movies are on Blu-ray, either from other regions or also in the U.S. So I don't know for sure. I do know that it was filmed in South Africa, so I don't know if they'd have like a special Blu-ray that was already out there, but either way, I thought it was fun. I don't know what I expected, but I was happy. Um, I have a weird thing where I really like movies about drugs, drug use, and the nightmares and the complications that come from that. Um, and certainly Friedberry definitely delivers on that. And, you know, with Alien, fun to boot. So I enjoyed it. And I will, but I will say again, this is definitely a movie where it seems people have very strong opinions one way or the other. They love it. They hate it. There is not really a middle ground of, it's okay. It's one or the other. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to everyone unless you are a fan of like drug trip type movies and strange alien abductions, I suppose, or alien control movies because um, it's definitely got all that going on. Uh, maybe if you just love music, you could just check out the soundtrack because I think it's pretty good. Weirdly, like right after I watched the movie, I checked my emails and I got an email from Ship to Shore Phone Co., which is a company that produces a lot of vinyl soundtracks. And they were the email was announcing the physical release of the Fried Berry original motion picture soundtrack. It's like, this is odd timing? I mean, maybe it was made to coincide with the Shutter premiere, but I was like, whoa. And I almost considered getting it, but I don't think I would listen to it a lot. Um, <laughs> just, you know, maybe if I'm in the mood, I don't think I'd listen to it a lot, so... And it's also like a splatter vinyl, which I don't really like. I don't really like that. I just prefer prefer a plain, you know, one color vinyl, either if it's black vinyl or even a different color, but I don't really like splatter effects. Anyway, um, I thought it was fun. And I don't know what I'm going to watch next at all. I may just watch a couple more Shudder releases because apparently some of them are, these like distributed by Shudder movies are quite good. I don't know. Um, there's definitely a lot I haven't seen. But either way, that is my take on Fried Berry. It was a trip, let's say. And I will be back in probably two weeks to provide you with another episode. Thanks for listening.